Welcome back to Designers in Progress with your hosts, Kieran and Ollie, the founders of the Student Design Showcase. We're two graduate designers currently studying for our masters on a mission to inspire and showcase student designers' work across the world. With exciting guests joining us along the way, we'll be talking about the journey of a young designer, providing useful insights into how you can improve. So if you want to learn more about the ever-changing world of design, be sure to stick around. Hi guys, this is a well-requested episode all about how you can make the most out of your design Instagram. So for this, we thought we'd go straight to the guru. We'll be joined by Harry Needham from The Branding Harry, who managed to grow his Instagram page from zero followers to 70k in just five months. We're going to be discussing all about how to grow your own Instagram page, the tips and tricks which Harry has learned along the way, as well as the mistakes he made during the process. Let's get on with the interview. All right, so we're joined now by Harry, also known as The Branding Harry on Instagram. And uh, first of all, do you just want to tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, how you got into Instagram? Yeah, of course. So um, I have been on Instagram now for about two years, believe it or not. So this page, my, my branding Harry page is my, my second page. Um, cool. My first page was a page called Infinity Setup and basically started that in January 2019. And, you know, pretty much all that was about was taking pictures of my home office and you know pretty much repeating that on a, a daily basis and you know sort of plugging into a very strange niche where people were sort of you know in love with tech and you know apple and you name it and very quickly i was able to, to grow the page to about thirty thousand followers wow and i sort of understood you know after sort of many many mistakes on that page but also many sort of successes and you know failures and you know lessons i understood that actually you know i know a thing or two about instagram now i know how to grow a page and i think i need to take this to to another level you know and start taking my knowledge that i had outside of instagram which was you know design based knowledge you know and actually trying to teach that on instagram but on a different page because i i had the issue where i was Yes, I was posting on this other page and you know, creating quite a big following mm. and I was enjoying it. But there was never quite the satisfaction there of being able to teach something that I felt I could teach about. And I tried it. I tried to do it in the captions and it was a case of, you know, no one was reading the caption. They were just looking at the pretty picture, so to speak. Yeah. And I felt that my knowledge was being wasted. So, you know, fast forward to March... 2020 mm-hmm. that's when i started my page now which is the brandon harry and purely that was a way for me to express myself on instagram a way for me to improve my skill set improve my knowledge and use that as a way to you know help others and a, a byproduct of that was that i'm able to use my page as a form of leverage when it comes to me trying to sign new clients, you know, for my business and for other things as well. So just yeah. a, a very, very quick overview, you know, my business is social media marketing, you know, I have a sort of a, a startup agency and we provide, you know, so, social media management, content creation and paid advertisements for you know businesses looking to scale up online 
and also for you know businesses who basically don't have a clue what to do or, or how to do it and you know, we help them to do to scale both organically and through paid methods if they need to ultimately to increase profits yeah well, so, social media is a huge growing area now for businesses to make sure they're present on so that it makes perfect yeah. sense that someone like yourself has to step in and help sometimes so we started roughly the same time we also started in march and i remember we discovered you after a few weeks because you, you just came up on our suggestive and we were looking through different different accounts about how to grow our instagram more organically because obviously we were interested in this um but it's mad to think that in the same length of time you've got seventy thousand followers in just five or six months and you know that that number is is incredible so what what did you do before instagram so like what what originally got you into this because clearly you, you have an eye for what what people want to see and stuff so mm. yeah so before Instagram, I was actually studying to be an architect. Yeah. So I spent, you know, I, I spent well, pretty much my entire life wanting to be an architect. So, you know, throughout school, I was very good at art. I was very good at anything sort of design based. So I knew I had a talent in, you know, putting things onto paper creatively and presenting them in, in, a, in a clear way. But I, I'd never tried my hand at you know, this sort of carousel community or whatnot, but, but that came after. But essentially, through architecture, I learned all of the basic skills, technical skills in terms of, you know, Photoshop, Illustrator yeah. and other sort of specific uh, platforms and software. I learned all those core skills through my university degree. So without doing that, you know, I wouldn't be in the position, yeah. position I am today. No, so you've actually kind of got a design background then your, your background yes. is in architecture design so yes that's very relevant awesome exactly and you know also with architecture it's, it's a lot about you know not only creating a design of a building so to speak yeah it's also selling that design to someone you know presenting in front of people in front of a group and essentially it's exactly the same as what I'm doing now you know it's, it's taking you know uh, design putting it into some form of story and using that to connect with people you know using emotions telling stories to get people on board with the idea and to help them to relate to it yeah. further so yeah I, I mean a lot of people say to me you know do you think your time at university was a waste you know because I'm not mm. doing architecture anymore and I say absolutely not because without those three years and all the years before that, you know, practicing my skills, I would not have the skill set or the mindset I have now to be able to have done what I've done on Instagram. Yeah. No, that's really interesting. So is is that sort of what drew you to Instagram initially? Then it was it, it was it because of that that story form rather than obviously other various platforms such as Facebook, YouTube, things like that. They've obviously got a, a different style to them. Yeah, a hundred percent. You know. YouTube, I, I thought about, but I was like most people, scared to be on camera, <laughs> scared to you know put myself out there in yeah. in that format. It's funny because you know I can very easily stand in front of a crowd of fifty, hundred people, you know, however many people it is, and be confident. But as soon as you put a, a, a camera in front of my face, then it becomes different, and it's the same for a lot of people. So yeah, I knew yeah. YouTube was a, a no go. Facebook was, you know, organic reach 
was is dead pretty much and it's you know it, it's quite limited on in terms of being creative and what you can show on there so essentially you know instagram was the platform for me um i knew i had that creative freedom on there and i knew as well that the people using instagram were creative people anyway so i knew that the community was there to sort yeah. of you know plug into so it, it was sort of it was a no-brainer for me to to go onto instagram um you know purely because of you know the organic reach was, was better the actual the freedom of what you can do on there was better the community was there so yeah that, that was pretty much i was sold on instagram and as well yeah. you know i used instagram instagram as inspiration so when I was at uni, I used to look up, you know, architecture pages that would have, you know, designs on there or uh, 3D renders, whatever it might be. So I was used to being on Instagram, saving content, you know, understanding what's savable, what's shareable, you know, and, and get getting an, an eye for what worked anyway. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I used it a lot. I was a consumer before yeah. I was someone who not actually try to teach on it so yeah. yeah well we get a lot of messages from young designers who are students who they were asking us oh, how can we make money out of what we're learning at university you know how can we apply the skills we're learning and i definitely think that stuff like instagram and social media is such a good way to go about it in the sense that there's always so many businesses just in the town that you live if live in for example which just won't either have a social media or the social media isn't correctly managed. So if you can learn how to do that correctly and the fact that you learn sort of a design subject already means you know how to get clients what they want, you probably have a good awareness of what looks good and what doesn't look good. So I think it's definitely quite a nice route for designers to go down like as, as a, a small job at university if that's what you like and then grow as big as you if, if you know that's sort of the route they can see themselves doing it. Would, would you advise that for sure or uh yeah a hundred percent you know if, if you're a designer you know whatever sort of design degree or sort of speciality you do platforms like instagram or you know maybe even pinterest and then you've got the other ones like behance and the yeah. actual design specific ones but you know i think instagram in particular is so powerful because of the community you know it's mm. not just a place for you to post your work as a sort of portfolio and leave it it's more a place of you know you post your real life in terms yes. of things you struggle with things you're learning not so it's not just the end product it's the whole process as well hmm. and by doing that you, you know you meet people you meet this community who are who welcome you with open arms who give you feedback you know feedback which you might not get from your tutor at university or mm -hmm. your friends at, at uni you know you get this external feedback which helps you and the fact is that instagram is not just about for me this is anyway it's not just been about trying to grow a page it's been about trying to grow myself as a person and learning new skills and i think out of all of the social media platforms Instagram is number one when it comes to, you know, that idea of developing yourself. You know, it, it gives you something which university doesn't give you and ultimately a job won't give you. Yeah. You know, it, it's powerful in, in that way.
yeah instagram for designers can also be sometimes detrimental because all they ever see are these final mm. renders and they, they never see the process behind it and they just think that if, if they're not pulling out these amazing renders and these amazing visuals that they're just worthless as a designer which is so not true and you've just mm. encapsulated that perfectly by saying actually instagram is a great place to show a journey and we're always preaching this to our followers be on instagram showing rough sketches you have and getting feedback don't, don't just feel like it has to be this super pretty final thing because actually you can showcase such a, a journey through instagram and your followers can really back you behind your journey you know don't pretend to be something necessarily that you're not and just be open and honest so mm. i really like the way you phrased that yeah 100% so did you have a lot of support when you were first starting out your page now obviously you were a big influence on us when we were learning about growing our page who was who were the sort of gurus really while you were starting out <laughs> yes yeah, so, so i mean obviously in terms of my niche you know my sort of community the sort of big pages were when you think about it, like dane walker stephen yeah. Mellor, dave tellas that's all the, the big three and you know they're still quite big anyway but i you know i think the mistake one of the mistakes i made when starting my page was i didn't reach out for help soon enough yeah so you know i reached out to people to you know create friendships and you know there's a, a ton of people who i speak to now who i've spoken to from march you know i've created some really great friendships and in some cases some working partnerships as well but you know a mistake that i made when i started was i didn't ask for help soon enough or i didn't ask for feedback soon enough you know and it's, it's not a case of going to someone and saying oh hi can you you know basically look at my page and tell me what i'm doing wrong you know that's that's not what i'm saying but it's finding people who you can relate to finding people who are on the same journey as you and first of all creating the friendship with them and then it's a case of you know helping each other out giving each other that feedback and actually asking for help you know saying hi let's say their name's toby hi toby um you know i really sort of uh, appreciate the, the value you give and sort of the impact you've had on me and i'd love your help and your feedback on what i'm doing have you got any time to spare you know and that's all it takes because that feedback from someone can be instrumental in you you know making a change that can have a huge impact on either the direction of your page or you as a person or you as a designer yeah so is that sort of how you learned the power of instagram was it was it through them and obviously your experiences beforehand with your old page or um is it some did you go on like a course to learn it or is it just purely you just sort of like taking the reins and just trial and error especially with your older page and then going for it yeah it was definitely trial and error um yeah you know I, i've not taken any any courses um yeah i've not had any sort of instagram coaches uh yet anyway so yeah it was a case of on the first page i did make the common mistakes you know mm -hmm. doing follow follow unfollow asking for shout outs with no sort of reason and mm -hmm buying followers you know when i was or buying likes you know when i'm at 50 50 followers and i'm upset that i'm not getting a thousand likes you know all the sort of silly mistakes yeah. so i've been through that phase 
but I think what I really understood was that on my other page, I actually started a page off by basically reposting other people's work. Yeah. And that was great. You know, I, I mm-hmm. you know, I enjoyed it, but ultimately it wasn't serving a higher purpose. You know, so for example, for you guys, you're doing an amazing thing because you're showcasing students' work. You're helping them to find opportunities and, and get more exposure on Instagram. Yeah. So your page actually serves a higher purpose. My page didn't. You know, I was simply reposting other people's work for no reason, really. It was only when I took the jump of, you know, taking my own photos or, you know, posting my own work that I started to get real traction in terms of growth, yeah. in terms of people engaging with me, in terms of people giving me feedback, you know, in terms of people in, in actually getting partnerships on the other page um, with brands. You know, it's only when I actually put myself out there that I realised how powerful the platform actually was. Um, so, I mean, yeah, Instagram is powerful not just for the big pages or the big influencers, it's powerful for the person who's just starting out. You know, it, yeah. it really doesn't matter what stage you're at, as long as you're using it for the right reasons. It's 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 a tool. You know, it's a tool of transformation. That's the way I look at it. No, definitely. And um, obviously, with Instagram, it, we we get also loads of messages about the algorithm, and we just like to say we're you know we we've grown this page and everything, but. We, we're even not sure about the algorithm completely. I don't know if anyone's completely sure about the algorithm. <laughs> How big a role do you think it play or should it play in anybody who's deciding to make an Instagram? How much should they think about the algorithm? Or should it just be a passive thing which they, you know, it's there, but they shouldn't really think about it too much and just get on with posting what they want to post? Yeah. So look, obviously the, the algorithm is real. Yeah. You know, there's no denying it. The algorithm is there. It exists for it exists on any social media platform, and it's there, you know, to basically try and optimize the experience for every single user. The mistake that people make is that they think that if something's going wrong, it's because of the, the algorithm. fault. Or you know, or, or on the flip side, if something's going well, it's the algorithm doing it, and it's simply you know the algorithm isn't the calls it's sort of the result yeah you know the calls of of everything on on instagram and any social media platform is human interaction so everything Definitely. you everything you do has to revolve around the person behind the screen you know or the mm-hmm. person on the other side of the world or however you want to phrase it it's all about people so if you understand people you understand what people want you understand what people want to see what they want to to talk about then the algorithm works in your favour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's you know, all about your content. People don't. If, if you know, if people, it, it is. It is. If people aren't interacting with your content, that's because something's wrong with the content. It's not because the algorithm is showing them the content. You know. Yeah. And as soon as they do interact with it, that then tells the algorithm that more people should see. That's when it kicks in and it yeah. starts to work properly. So everything's to do with people and how they interact with the platform. And, and look, there is obviously a lot of technical stuff behind algorithms. I'm not even going to try and think about it or try and explain it. There's some people who understand it on a much deeper level than I do. But the fact remains that if you understand yeah. people, 
then you can quote unquote beat the algorithm no definitely sort of going a bit deeper into your your career then um if you had to summarize it what would be your top three tips obviously we don't want to disclose too much you, you do offer a paid service but if you had to give three tips for achieving success <laughs> on instagram what would they be yeah so i think the fact is there's there's not really any secrets to success there are secret sort of you know processes and systems that help but the fact is if you want to be successful you have to first of all be consistent yeah. you know you have to if you say you're going to turn up every day you have to turn up every day if you say you're going to post twice a week then you post twice a week you know it doesn't really matter as long as you're consistent and you stick to what you say you're going to do because it's, it's more the sort of mindset thing if you can get in a mindset of, you know, I need to create a post today or I need to, you know, go on stories tomorrow or whatever it might be, consistency leads to success in, in, in anything, but particularly yeah. on, on Instagram. So that'll be the first thing. I think the second thing is to always lead with the intention of helping others. Mm -hmm. You know, because essentially that's why Instagram works or why you can grow a page is because, you know, you have to remember that in many ways we as people or we as humans we're all selfish you know we want what's right for us or we want something that's going to help us mm. so if i'm on instagram and i'm scrolling through the feed i'm not going to engage or i'm not going to save or i'm not going to look at content which doesn't really help me you, or the value you provide to people it comes in many formats you don't have to teach a skill you know you can yeah. be motivating someone you can make someone laugh you can tell a story mm -hmm. you know there's value value is you know, specific to the person you know what i see as value it could be different to what you see as value and what mm -hmm. see what you see as value is different to what someone else sees as value so there's many different ways to do that so yeah so number one consistency number two is basically giving value in, in the general sense and number three, it's hard because there's, there's so many, so many sort of different things you need to do. I say number yeah. three is not to be selfish and to mm -hmm. be selfless. So it, it sort of, it does sort of tie into the first idea of giving value, but it's a bit, it's a bit of on, on a deeper level. In that, if someone comes to you for help, doesn't matter who they are where they're from you know you should always try and give them some sort of help if that takes yeah. you five minutes if it takes you 30 minutes if it takes you an hour however, however long it takes just give that person help because one person you help can end up being that one person becomes your your fan or your super fan and they you know spread the name of your page to 10 of their friends then those 10 friends come and do the same thing and very quickly you see how that can you know yeah add up and create this sort of huge momentum behind your page so be consistent give value and always be selfless cool and now that we've spoken about the successes of instagram how you can be successful what would you say the sort of biggest mistakes you made when first starting on instagram so you've already obviously talked about buying followers and 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 likes and sort of following and unfollowing but sort of what 
what made you realize you were going wrong and wanting you to fix the, fix those changes yeah so i think for me very specifically for my page yeah you know, i understood that i was at the start creating content that i thought people wanted to see or mm. creating content that i just wanted to put out when in fact i knew that to get the best impact i had to create what other people wanted to see mm. so that's obviously what i changed was i changed from creating for me and basically creating for others so that comes down to that sort of selfless idea again yeah that that was one thing another thing which which i touched on was not asking for help yeah. or not asking for feedback which is probably a, a better way to put it because you know feedback is what helps you to improve i'd say another one is not actually i was focused more on trying to grow my page than mm -hmm. i was trying to basically grow myself yeah. when i flip that when i focus on growing myself in terms of like educating myself reading i'd never read a book in my life yeah. until about april this year yeah I so i started remember. reading books i started reading books which is a big thing for me started watching long-form youtube videos investing in courses you know you name it I invested in myself as soon as i done that as soon as i improved myself as soon as i grew my myself and my abilities mm -hmm. that's when my page took off because that was you know filtering in to everything i done on instagram everything i learned all the skills i learned so you know if you're not trying to what i say to people as well if you don't invest in yourself Definitely. how can you expect how can you expect anyone to invest in you yeah, people are always so willing to spend you know. twenty pounds on a takeaway, and they yeah. they don't bat an eyelid at it. But then as soon as you say to them, "Oh, well, I need to spend twenty pounds to do this thing, which is going to open up this whole new world to you," it, it mm. seems to be such a, a much harder sell. And this yeah. is something which me and Ollie were actually talking about the other day, which we don't understand. It's like this twenty pounds, quite cheap, I'll admit, for something that's going to be super eye opening. But it's you know. There's, there's so many different skills and stuff like yourself you can understand through spending that little bit of money and yet mm. people often are just so reluctant to shift to doing that yeah i think um partly of that is is that you know obviously when you go to buy something in the shop you know what it is and you know what it's going to do mm. um but when it comes to sort of these these courses or whether it's your own instagram and it's putting money into it you you sort of never know the result and you you can it's very difficult to determine the result obviously it depends on how determined you are and how much how driven you are really into into improving that page and so i suppose you begin to weigh the value of the money you put into it then but obviously you can't see the end result and until afterwards so you can never tell whereas obviously if you're buying something physical you know exactly what it is and what what the end result is yeah. So I suppose that's that's where people sort of need to make the jump a bit and yeah. have almost faith in themselves, really. And, and as you can sort of see that in, in Harry, really, uh, you know, you you have this sort of self-belief and self-growth compared to most other people who, who are trying to grow their pages. Mm. Yeah, 100%. And I think also if you are someone who's trying to, to sell something, and I think, you know, if you're putting a lot of time to something, you're actually doing yourself a disservice by not selling part of your knowledge. 
because what, especially when you sell something, not only do you put more into it, but it also makes the person who's buying it put more of themselves into it. They invest mm-hmm. more, you know, sort of mental energy into into it and actually learning whatever it might be. But a key thing is, is that if you are trying to sell something, you don't just sell the features. So you don't just sell, oh, it's, you know, a, a one-hour call with a, a worksheet at the end. No, you, you say, you know, what's the transformation going to be for that person? You know, you're selling the outcome. You're not selling the features of something. Mm-hmm. That's what's really key. And that filters into your content as well. So that's why you see with, you know, some of my content as well, I try to make it emotional because that's what you need to do to get people's attention. You know, that's what you need to do to get people to resonate with what you're talking about. Because if there's no emotional connection, they, you know, you, they won't resonate with it. Ultimately, they won't engage or they yeah. won't purchase whatever it is you're trying to sell. Yeah, and that's so transferable even to when, if, if for example, you guys listening right now just have a small little Instagram page that you show off your designs, as soon as your designs can play with people's emotions a little bit and... Um, people can actually see themselves either one using it or two can actually see the purpose of it for somebody else I feel like that that becomes so much more successful so our most successful post on our page is by a very talented um, designer over Milan who who designed a um, it's basically a tiny little sanitizing tube where you put your mask in it and um, it shines infrared light on it and sanitizes your mask for you and obviously in today's climate that's played so many people's different emotions and uh, we got something like 9,000 likes on that, which for us is, is wow. a huge number. So um, that just went viral. And I think the reason why is because it's so relevant today and it played on so many people. You know, everyone's emotionally thinking about masks at the moment because you just can't forget it when you walk out the door. So I definitely think that that's so transferable just to your Instagram. Hmm. 100%. So I think both Kieran and I are sort of curious as well. So what are your your future plans now? Are you planning on venturing onto some new platforms? I know um, YouTube advertisements got some interesting interesting peaks in it. So so what what's your next step? Yeah, uh, well for me, you know, I'm a bit of context. I'm I'm moving house. I'm moving into my first home, oh, which wow, should congrats. be which should be fairly soon. Um, a couple of things holding it up, but it should be fair, you know this year anyway. And basically, as, as soon as I've moved out, my focus is solely going to be on growing my business. Mm-hmm. That's going to be, yes, mainly outside of Instagram, but also on Instagram as well. So, you know, things like courses, ebooks, that will come, you know, that will come at, at some point. But for me, in terms of platforms, my next focus is going to be LinkedIn, yeah. purely because that is, you know, that, that's, that's B2B. That's exactly mm-hmm. where, you know, my target audience is. In terms of my business, my agency, you know, that's where people are, you know, willing to spend the amount it costs to, to hire me. So that's where I'm going to be focusing a lot of energy. Um, but I mean, the good thing is that you know what I create on Instagram, I just save it as a PDF and I can upload to LinkedIn. You know, so yeah. it's not going to take up too much time, um, which is good. So LinkedIn's the next step. After that, I will be doing YouTube. Um, that's going to be a, a a big step for me is to start yeah. doing YouTube. Um, but I want to give it a go because, you know, the same again with when I started this page and my very first page, I know for a fact that because of the motivation I have, the discipline I have, 
to learn something that if I really want to, I can be a success on, on YouTube. Yeah. You know, I, I know yeah. I can do it. You definitely um, can. It's just a case of actually having the sort of confidence and the, the sort of bravery to just get in front of that camera and, yeah, do it. Yeah. And I think a, a key thing for anyone is, you know, I know for a fact that my first YouTube video is going to be awful. I know it's going to be awful, just like my first carousel was awful. <laughs> but the fact is, you know, you you can't do, it's that quote, you can't do your first, or you can't yeah. do your 50th if you don't do your first, or, you know, wh whatever that quote is. And it's so true. You know, you, have, yeah. you everyone starts somewhere. The, exactly. the main thing is that you just start, you know, you just start and it gets better every single day. Yeah. I mean, your, sto your story, I think, will be so inspiring to so many of our listeners, the fact that, Obviously, your Instagram journey started more two years ago, but this page which you've created is obviously only five or six months old. You started it, you've helped people, you even helped us when we were just on a few hundred followers, and um, and now you've grown it to the point where you're starting a, a social media agency in just a few months. And I think that really does show the power of, of how Instagram can, can help boost you, get yourself clients, and show off what you're good at, and ultimately, you're now planning like kind of a future that's because of what Instagram's given you. I think that's, that's an incredible story, which can inspire loads, especially of young designers as well. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome one. So um, now I guess we're just going to be asking you a few questions, which our followers have sent in. So the first question which we have is all about your first ever job. So uh, how did you, how did you get your sort of your first social media job, which sort of influenced you doing this? Yeah, so uh, look, long story, try and put it quite short, but I was, while at uni, I was doing a few part-time jobs. One of them was a coach for uh, like a childcare company. Mm -hmm. And I was doing, I've been doing, I was doing it for about two years, give or take, while at uni. And over time, I, I built quite a good rapport with the owner, with the business owner. Anyway, so one day he he was in the office and he was talking about his designer, his graphic designer who created leaflets for him. And he was basically, you know, unhappy with the work he was doing. He wasn't yeah. doing work on time, not doing exactly how they wanted it. And he was just venting to me, you know, and I was, and I was just listening in and it sort of clicked in my head that, you know, I have these skills, maybe I can, you know, seize the opportunity. So I did. Mm -hmm. So I said to him, I said, look, at university, I, I've, you know, learned all the programs to be able to create leaflets tell me what you want I'll get it done in a few days and let's see if you like it so he said okay we'll do it so I done that I created the leaflet and he loved it the rest of the team loved it mm -hmm. and from there that was my first design job you know so it worked out on average that he was paying me about 200 pounds a month while I was at uni just to do some small freelance work freelance design work here and there anyway so so fast forward to january this year uh after i'd created my my very first page and grown that to about thirty thousand followers i knew i had uh, you know knowledge about social media that they could profit from yeah and the fact is that this company the childcare company they were on social media but they they weren't using social media mm -hmm. you know they're they very much underusing it you know 50 followers you know no engagement it just they might as well have not been using it 
so anyway so i basically put a proposal to him and i said look i i know your company inside out i've been you know close to you for two nearly three years now i know the values i know the ethics i know all of the different branches so i had this sort of leverage that i could use or this you know, it sort of differentiated me from a competitor so to speak that i knew what they wanted and i was also very timely with my work that i was doing yeah. so i used all of that as leverage basically i put a proposal to him that i'll run all of your social media pages and do all of the design work for you um, that you need and we basically eventually we agreed on a monthly retainer of two thousand pounds so i jumped from being on 200 pounds a month on average to a consistent locked-in contract of 2000 per month wow. with this you know with him and it was when that happened that i was like you know leave my job that i was doing my nine to five job and you know let's do this full time because the fact is he was paying me a monthly retainer for all, all the work that i was doing but all of that work realistically i could get that done in a week you know if i wanted to so mm. i knew there's a a way to scale it up so yeah that, that was the, the first big client i got and i've just sort of you know got on from there really no that's really that's really interesting and especially inspiring because a lot of um a lot of our followers aren't in the graphic design role because our page has sort of gone more towards product design now just mm. you know it's just gone that way but um i think it's interesting to see how obviously your background was in architecture but you knew graphics, so you still, you were ballsy enough basically to accept a graphics role and put yourself forward for a graphics role, even though that's not what your degree was in. And yeah. I think that's such an important message to um, the designers listening now, is that if, if you're good at graphics, don't, don't be afraid just because your discipline isn't graphic design, not to go into graphic design, because you there's, there's nothing wrong with that. If you're good at it, you're good at it, and people will pay you if you're good at it, so. Yeah. Don't, don't feel discouraged just because you, you aren't doing a graphics design degree. And I think you're such a good example of that. I mean, your graphics are great, especially on your Instagram, and you clearly know what you're doing. Yeah, 100%. So our next question is from Sebastian asking, someone who is obviously new to Instagram, what is the most useful way to grow? Um, yeah, it's, it's a good question. There's, there's two ways you can go about it, really. The first way is if you are, if you know you're amazing at what you do, right, and you have to be, um, you might have a little bit of an ego to be this type of person, but if you know that you're, you know, the best of the best in terms of what you do, you produce the absolute best work, you don't have to post every day. You could post once a week once every five days but you would need to engage on a huge level yeah you know, because because everything about instagram growth is through exposure because growth comes after exposure so you have so everything you do has to be to get exposure somehow mm -hmm. obviously the best way to get exposure is through content that's the, the way that you can convert the exposure much more readily but obviously engagement is another great way of getting exposure so the first option is, you know, one absolutely amazing, polished, insane post every five days, but you engage like crazy. And by crazy, I mean, you know, 
five, seven hours a day, crazy. Because that one post a week isn't enough to grow a page. Yeah. You need to engage. The alternative is that you post every single day, and this is the route I, I say to go down. You focus on quantity over quality. And the fact is that quantity leads to quality. You know, if you can do something every single day or do something in bulk, however you want to do it, eventually that quantity forces you to become better. It forces you yeah. to improve your skill sets, to improve your processes and your systems, and that makes you better at what you do. Not only that, the, the quantity of content gives you better reach, you know, so you can reach more people. That helps you to grow. When you then pair that with the engagement of actually building relationships with people, that is when you get the explosive growth. The key thing is the engagement you do at the start of your page more so has to be focused around creating a core community. So what I mean by that is you want to get to a stage where you know you've got maybe a hundred people. That could be a hundred, you know, friends or however you want to call them, who show up for your content every single day and mm -hmm. who engage with you every single day and who send you messages often to see how you are. That's a core community. Once you have that core community, then you can focus more so on improving the content to get better reach in, in that sense. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think yeah. content is important, but ultimately, at the start of the page, the engagement is what helps you to get the exposure you need to grow. Yeah, and by engagement, you, you mean things like um, commenting, don't you? DMing people and sharing posts to your story which you really resonate with if they're doing things on their story such as question stickers or polls engaging with that and just sort of building up relationships with other pages yeah a hundred percent when you're growing the main two are commenting on other people's page on posts Definitely. and outreaching so actually yeah. reaching out to people and making friendships from a specific design standpoint as well, I think something me and Ollie would definitely recommend is there's so many design pages which run competitions weekly. Uh, we're one of them. So for example, we have our, our weekly challenge and by doing these challenges and engaging, um, you're growing your page because you're using their hashtags. So take Render Weekly, for example, if you're engaging with Render Weekly by, I don't know, designing and rendering a new stand for a laptop and you're using that hashtag, so many people are going to see because they're looking down at what other people have created and to get inspired so they can take part in the challenge. So by yeah. aiming to do a challenge every single week, one, you're creating content for your page, which is never a bad thing. And secondly, you're, you're also engaging in these challenges, which are huge. These pages have hundreds of thousands of followers and they might share your work to their feed, which again, yeah. can help grow massively. So I think, for, I think that's more of a design niche thing, that one. But I definitely think that that's a great way of going about it. So, um, yeah, yeah move, moving on to the next question, we have one from Pato Loco Designs, which is, uh, in your opinion, what's the worst branding mistake which a startup company can make and why? So if you were a brand new company, let's say for design, what do you think is the worst thing you can sort of do to begin with? Oh, um let's keep it to social media so if you were yeah. starting your social media account what's a bad way to go about it personally on social media i don't think you should position yourself as the expert to start with yeah um because um 
it depends on what type of business is here if it's like a personal yeah. brand or an actual business but the issue is that people struggle to relate to the perfect or to the sort of expert type of person mm. that's why putting a bit of personality into your brand helps so much it's all about humanizing the brand Definitely. so you, you can have a business and that's fine the biggest mistake on social media is not humanizing your brand on there so you know that's simply in terms of the language you use so not being a, a corporate language using an actual language that people within that community actually understand and use themselves so certain words certain phrases but it's also actually you know being active in the community trying to engage yeah. but trying to find a way to to visually humanize so that could be as simple as adding a picture of a person onto your cover mm. images meet or the it team. could be yeah meet the team exactly doing behind the scenes um, and yeah. on your stories you know because if you don't do that and you're just a page um yeah that doesn't have that it's yeah. then much harder to then relate to people and build that yeah. community a tactic i've seen a lot of, of businesses doing especially if they're spread over multiple social media accounts and i don't know how you feel about this but they they often they look for the audience before they start selling to the audience so mm. quite often especially i see this on tiktok all the time is you'll get a company such as one for example which is offering cv advice and they, they've built up an entire sort of like graduate company and so on tiktok what they'll do is they'll make videos where it's like 10 things you have to bring to university and then they'll list off 10 things but make it kind of humorous and they'll do mm. loads of stuff relating around university so like uh, five best nights out at uni and whilst this isn't directly linked to their business which is improving student cvs to help them get jobs it's it's building up the audience of basically uni students yeah and they're building that audience first and then obviously through the links in their bio and through the other social media platforms they're then selling them their service effectively do you think that's a really effective way of doing it or yeah a hundred percent on social media no your content you should never have all of your content trying to sell something. Definitely. It's always got to be value up front. Yeah. So if, if, you were po if you're were if you a proper business and you're posting, you know, seven every day, seven days a week, it could be a case that six days is pure value. Mm -hmm. And on the seventh day um, or on the seventh post that you have some form of offer. Yeah. So the post itself isn't like, you know, come and um, sign up now or you know, it's nothing like that. It could be some form of value at the end of it you just change your call to action so instead of like comment below you would have you know sign up now for 50 percent off whatever it might be awesome. it's a much better way to do it because you have to warm people up to your brand or to, or to your business yeah. particularly on social media no definitely thank you so we've got a really interesting question here we're asking i'm thinking about converting my page to an art page but I'm unsure how to post my art on it. So what would I have to do for people to see my work? Um, well, the fact is an art page, again, this is the idea of quality over quantity. He's got the two options, he or she. Um, he, they can either post the finished article, the finished painting or drawing, whatever it might be, but focus on engagement because ultimately yeah. the, the engagement will get them the exposure. Or 
what I would actually think is a, is a better way to do it is to show the entire process. You know, and as someone's asked this to me before, they said, look, I'm an artist. I don't know how I can create content or content at, at scale. I said, well, look, how long does it take you to create a painting, for example? And, oh, you know, 10 hours or something. I said, right, that's 10 hours of content right there. You know, all you have to do is film yourself making whatever it is and then you can take snippets. So it might be you mixing colours, you know, how to make a certain colour and you yeah. show yourself mixing this colour or you do a, a, or it's a hyperlapse, I think it's called, called of the entire day, you know, yeah. 10 hours pushed down into a one minute video, hyperlapse showing the whole thing. Or you take photos of the progress, you do a, a blog style video of, you know, what you're doing today and why you're doing it. You know, there's so many opportunities, but people don't realise that. And again, they think it just needs to be the finished product. And yeah. it simply doesn't. Yeah, make sure you're showing that journey. Because it's like you said, if you're spending 10 hours doing a piece of work, the chances are there's loads of small details in it. Say you're drawing like landscaping. The chances are you've drawn a tree, for example, at some point. You might have drawn a little windmill. You might have drawn clouds in the sky. If you can break it down and show how you did those clouds, how you did that tree, how you did that windmill. Yeah. Like you've you've already got so many pieces of content. It's the same for designers for sure. Yeah. So awesome. So the next question is well it's very direct. If if Instagram were to disappear today, sort of like what what would you do? What would someone who's focused on Instagram <laughs> do? <laughs> very direct there. Say it's like TikTok in America which could be disappearing. Yeah. How would you react to that situation? Yeah, so I think the important thing for anyone is to not put all your eggs in one basket yeah so look i mean for me at the moment i am in some ways i i am making that mistake because i haven't branched out yet yeah but you have to try and find the right balance because if you start off any sort of journey and you're trying to do you know instagram linkedin tiktok um snapchat you know you're trying to do all of them you'll never yeah. master one of them. So you have to focus on one anyway, mm -hmm. but you have to make sure that, you know, you're not stuck on one platform for years on end. You know, Definitely. you have to, um, you know, expand onto different platforms because yeah, like this question says, if Instagram disappeared right now, then most of my Instagram community would disappear, you know, and, and that's a harsh reality of it. So what I'm doing yeah. is my, my email list is slowly being built up simply just through um, people visiting my website. Mm -hmm. At some point, I'll be putting a, like a newsletter together so I can expand that. And the good thing about email lists is you own that. You know, that's your owned audience. So it doesn't matter about any other social media platform. That will always stay with you. So an email mm -hmm. list is, is very important to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, if it actually did disappear tomorrow, then I'd be straight on mm -hmm. to uh, LinkedIn, and yeah using that to, to get my business back on track yeah i think it's all about resilience you've got to the faster you react at the end of the day mm. the, the, the more further ahead of the curve you'll be yeah so our last question to finish on is from desi designer who's asking how frequently do you need to post to get good reach now i like this question because i think this is sort of stumbled us a bit as well lately um <laughs> yeah it's quite an interesting one yeah, so I think, you know, on the surface, it's actually, a, you know, it's a good question. You know, like you think, you know, it's a quite, something that a lot of people struggle with is getting more reach. But it's not what you should be focusing on, you know, mm. because, for example, 
if I post a, a carousel, I'll get, let's just say for example, it's I get 5,000 reach, okay? If I then post a, a single image, I'll get 20,000 reach. But my carousel gives me, say, 2,000 likes, 1,000 saves, uh, 200 followers. My single image will give me 900 likes, 50 saves, 10 followers. So, you know, you don't need more reach. You need to make more, make the most of the reach you've got. Yeah. So it's all about impact. So focus on opt optimizing that first, optimizing the reach you're getting anyway. But then in terms of actually getting more reach, look, if you post, it's just simple maths. If you post once a day, each post is getting 10,000 reach, you know, and you're going to get 70,000 reach a week. If you only post half of that, you're going to get, you know, half the reach. It's simple maths. So the, the frequency is in some ways a direct correlation. You know, in general, the more you post, you should get more reach. There are yeah. some little things that can change that, but in general, that is the way to do it. But in terms of boosting your reach in general, you have to, you know, it really comes down to the content. You have to focus on optimizing that because if you get, everything comes down to that, that human interaction again. If you get more engagement from your followers, your posts will be pushed on hashtags. It will be pushed on explore. It will be shared more. And that is what gives you better reach. Yeah. So that's the main thing you have to focus on. Definitely. I think hashtags are always so tricky to get right. People seem to focus so much on hashtags. And I don't know what your views of this are, but especially for us growing as a page, I find the explore page is so much better. That like when I go through our analytics and everything, you see hashtags are almost non-existent for us. And it's, it's when it says like how many views, if you like, you get from the explore page, which I think mm -hmm. is really what helps us explode. It definitely was the case that 9,000 like post, which we mentioned earlier, we got something like half a million from the explore page so yeah yeah but i think the thing with hashtags is you know when instagram was fairly new yeah they worked for, they worked very well for everyone now they're not really working at all for most people yeah. and the fact is things like the explore page you know the explore page is one click away you know if you're on your home feed you click one button and you're on the explore page you know so it's it's a much easier much quicker user experience compared to having to you know search a hashtag go to the recent tab or go to the top tab and then click on the post you know it's a much longer process and yeah if you think about for yourself well i don't know about you guys but for me personally when i'm if i'm actually looking for posts i don't go near hashtags you know no. i don't i don't search a hashtag and look on there for posts if i want to find something new i'll go to the explore page Definitely. And I think that's the case for most people. So that's why I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of hashtags. Don't get me yeah. wrong, that they can help. You know, without doubt, when they work, yeah, they can help. But the Explore page is the king of exposure definitely. on Instagram. And one thing definitely to note for people with design pages at the moment are Instagram Reels. At the moment, the, the Explore page, you'll notice the, the one with the most real estate right at the top is is a reel it's always seems to be a reel at the moment so yeah. and that takes up half the half the, the screen when you look at it because it yeah. takes up what would be is it four blocks or six blocks of, yeah. of yeah. posts so if you can get a reel to go there 
the number of people that are going to see that and that reel could even be a tutorial of how you make an illustration could be a tutorial of how you've made your prototype could be an example of your product working and that's good. if that you can get that to sit there i think that could be huge exposure 100 percent. you know with reels as well you've got 15 seconds so you don't need to yeah. you know try and necessarily sit down and teach some how to do something amazing yeah, yeah. as long as as long as it's highly visual it's there's sort of you know movement between frames and some captions involved yeah it can do well you know you Definitely. can put a, you can put a reel together from some scrap footage you know in five minutes if you want mm -hmm. to so it's a, a very good format to try and jump on and use you know if you can yeah. no definitely cool well thank you harry for joining us today we've really appreciated all of the insight you've given us uh, this was a massively requested topic area which our followers wanted as part of the podcast and uh, we definitely feel like you've been a massive massive help for us growing our page and now you're going to be a huge help oh, for all doubt, of yeah. our followers so yeah we just really appreciate yeah no brilliant no thanks again for for reaching out you know my pleasure being on here happy to do it again in the future if, people, if that's what people want um yeah brilliant thanks a lot and thanks to anyone who's listening so next week we're joined by nick chubb who's the lead industrial designer at idc he is an expert when it comes to portfolios and cvs so we'll be asking him all about how you can make the most out of yours see you next week Thanks for listening to our latest podcast. You can find more episodes on Apple Music, Spotify, Anchor or YouTube. Make sure to check out our Instagram, at Student Design Showcase, where we share the best student design work from around the world, alongside helpful daily tutorials.